No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Hi, my name is Justine Brooke-Murray, and you're watching New Right Network's Right Now podcast. I'm here today with Laura Loomer, conservative activist, who dubs herself the most banned woman in the, in the world. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. So the last time we spoke with you was just a year ago when your reporting on the Las Vegas shooting blew up and we watched a ton of things hit you since. So what is your opinion, in, in your opinion, what was the trigger of all this, of all the backlash and everything that has happened to you since? With regards to being banned on every single platform? Yeah, being banned on every single platform and also um, the anger, the outrage um, that rose after your report on the Las Vegas shooting. Right. So I, of course, I'm an investigative journalist and I like to, uh, you know, carry out very hard hitting investigative reports. And, uh, you know, I, my, my style of journalism has been dubbed loomered. Right? It's its own verb because I have my own unique style in which I confront people and I ask them the tough questions that everybody wants answers to, but I do it in a way that people want to see done but don't necessarily have the courage to do themselves. And everything was going fine until I went to Minnesota and I investigated Ilhan Omar, who of course is now a representative in Congress. And I was one of the first to uh, really expose the fact that she married her brother. Uh, I shed a lot of light on her Jew hatred, her ties to terrorist organizations, and the marriage fraud, uh, along with the fact that she used her campaign funds to pay for her divorce from her brother. And this was when nobody knew who Ilhan Omar was. And I was posting my videos on Twitter, book, and website. And after the election, when Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib won, uh, shortly after, about two weeks after, I was permanently banned on Twitter. And the tweet which they banned me for was one in which I said Ilhan Omar was anti-Jewish. And of course, even the Democrats, shortly after Ilhan Omar was sworn in to, as a member of Congress, uh, they had to draft an anti-Semitism uh, resolution to address her anti-Jewish comments. I mean, it is undeniable that this woman hates Jews, she hates Israel, she hates America, and she has direct ties to terrorist organizations. And when I was banned from Twitter, I started to, uh, I, you know, notice that a lot of these other social media companies were rapidly banning me as well. And I thought, well, maybe it's an act of uh, collusion. Maybe these companies are really working together, and maybe there's outside groups that are coordinating. Well, I was right because on, uh, well, in the beginning of the year, in January of this year, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Council on American Islamic Relations, which is a designated Islamic terrorist organization known as CARE, uh, they actually lobbied Twitter secretly behind the scenes to ban me. And so Twitter took a meeting with an Islamic terrorist organization that was found to have been supporting Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood and listened to them when they asked for me to be banned. <clears throat> So, obviously, um, do you see a double standard going on here 
uh, first with Twitter and with other social media where Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib make anti-Semitic statements all the time and they're, they're not banned. There's definitely a double standard and, you know, regardless of Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, there's countless examples of bias every single day where you have conservatives get, getting kicked off for stating facts like I did. Uh, I posted that Ilhan Omar is anti-Jewish and I was permanently banned. But then you have people online on the left calling for the assassination of the president. And you kind of have to ask yourself, how is one of those things deemed hate speech and the other one isn't by Twitter, uh, you know, when when one of them is actually like resulting in direct acts of violence and the other is just a statement of fact and an opinion. Right. So you're even banned from using Lyft and Uber um, because of your remarks and reasonable people, reasonable people may have disagreed with your remarks, but you're the only person I know who has been banned. Um, and that being said, do you believe, um, so you did talk about um, care, um, so, do you believe this is a corporate and even political control over free speech? And also with um, there being anti-Semitism promoted on the left, do you see this as more of an attack on free speech within banning you or an attack on Jewish people? Well, it's not just Jewish people who are being shut down in silence. Of course, um, you know, I'm Jewish and I was targeted and I do think it's an act of anti-Semitism. But what's happening is not just a free speech issue, it's a civil rights issue. Uh, all around the world, millions of conservatives and conservatives in this country are being silenced and shut down and having their civil rights violated by these big tech social media companies that now have more power and control than the president himself. We're heading into a 2020 presidential election. I am now a declared candidate for Congress in Florida, and I don't even have social media. And we've seen countless exposés, whether it be from Project Veritas, uh, Breitbart, whistleblowers or Robert Epstein's interview with Mark Levin uh, from two weeks ago, in which you have people admitting that they are implementing these algorithms and subversive measure measures to manipulate search results and silence and shut down conservatives. Right. Um, so I guess, I guess my next question would be, you mentioned you're running for Congress and being banned from all these social media platforms. Balance. Yeah, it definitely is difficult, but I am determined to win and I am going to win. Of course, you know, it is an unfair advantage uh, on behalf of the Democrats because what you have now is you have in-kind contributions from big tech to every Democrat candidate who is being boosted and amplified. And my opponent gets to enjoy, you know, verified social media accounts and, uh, you know, uh, uninfringed uh, social media accounts and she's never been shut down or banned has a verification mark and then I'm a declared candidate and I'm you know I, I don't have any of that and the day after I filed my my run for Congress Twitter actually changed their candidate policy so their candidate policy used to be that if you were a candidate for an elected position of office you uh, would be entitled to a verified Twitter account but the day after I filed, Twitter said, no, you have to win your primary first. Well, Florida just happens to have one of the latest primaries in the country. Right. Um, and so since, since they already banned you, uh, why do you think that it even matters to them if they believe that they've solved the problem of having um, you having a conservative 
on their platform, then why do they even have to change those rules? Well, it's election interference, right? And so now you have these companies, as I mentioned before, that are more powerful than the president himself. And it is a, it's a commodity. It's a donation in a sense, because you can raise a lot of money and you can uh, get people to vote for you if you have social media. And if you're only giving that to one group of people because they're Democrats and then denying it or manipulating it for those who are conservative, that is interference in our election process. And, you know, it should be illegal. I think that our election laws and, uh, you know, the, the FEC and campaign finance laws need to be updated to address uh, social media and how much social media has elections in this country. Right. So what would be the first thing that you would do as a congresswoman if you are elected? Well, there's, there's many things. I don't want to give away, you know, my platform right now because I'm going to be having a big kickoff event in about uh, two weeks or so where I'm going to outline a lot of this. Uh, but of course, one of the things that I am passionate about that I am going to address uh, when I win my race and I am elected to Congress is I'm going to hold the social media companies accountable for their civil rights violations of conservatives. And I believe that you know, Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg need to be held accountable for perjuring themselves in Congress. It's a crime to lie to Congress. What would you say to critics who are conservatives or libertarians and believe that restrictions on social media companies would be a violation of the free market? Well, there really isn't a free market anymore because when you look at group, uh, well, look at Gab or look at Parler. These are two new platforms that were created uh, and when they decided to uh, place themselves in the app store because they hosted banned individuals or dangerous individuals like myself and Alex Jones and Paul Joseph Watson and Tommy Robinson, uh, they actually received notices from the Google app store, the Apple, the Apple store, and uh, you know, just these, uh, these app stores in general threatening to remove them if they didn't ban people like myself and Alex Jones. And so even if you have, you know, all the money or you, you know, you have the genius and the skill set to uh, create your own platform, it's, it's not going to be successful because these companies now control everything. And if they don't like your app or they view you as competition, they'll just threaten to remove you from, from the app store because they're completely monopolistic in their, in their behavior. And that's why a lot of these antitrust lawsuits, one of which I have filed against Google, Facebook, Apple, and Twitter are so uh, necessary and important. And that's why, of course, the DOJ and attorneys generals from, from all 50 states have, uh, you know, requested antitrust probes into these companies. Great. Um, so you mentioned the lawsuits that you have filed, and you filed a lot of lawsuits in a number of areas. Can you, get me, can you help me get an accounting here? Um, what are the main claims in each case? What is your most recent lawsuit? So I have an antitrust case against uh, Facebook, Google, Apple, and Twitter, and that's going to be heard in the DC Circuit Court of Appeals, and it's an antitrust case. And uh, you know the claim is for censorship of conservative uh, voices. I have a defamation case against Facebook for $3 billion, which was filed in Palm Beach because Facebook, of course, uh, deemed me a dangerous individual when they banned me. Um, I have sued Twitter and the Council on American Islamic Relations for tortious interference. And I recently sued Rashida Tlaib for assault and battery after she physically assaulted me on camera at one of Ilhan Omar events last year. Right. 
So it's been reported that you're suing Rashida Tlaib for $2 million. Do I have that right? Yes, correct. So can you give a little bit more background on this and how she assaulted you and um, why you're suing her for that amount? So last year, as I mentioned before, I was investigating Ilhan Omar before anyone really knew who she was. And uh, when she was then a candidate, she had a joint campaign event with Rashida Tlaib at a Palestinian restaurant in Minneapolis. And I went as a journalist to ask them questions and to investigate. And when I asked Rashida Tlaib, you know, whether she would be willing to condemn Hamas and why she hated Jewish people so much, she physically grabbed my phone and yanked it, tried to steal it, tried to break it and put her hands on my body. And you can see it in the video, uh, which is on my YouTube channel, of course, and is referenced in my lawsuit, and that's called assault. And, you know, of course, she attempted to steal my property, which is another crime. And, you know, look, I'm, I'm suing her for $2 million because, you know, when you, when you take somebody's phone and that's the means for them to... Uh, to to conduct their profession and 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 get journalism and then you try to damage their property for which you know I'm known for using my phone as a as a device for uh, confronting politicians and using my my smartphone device uh, as one of the main tools uh, for my loomered videos and you know she's a she's an elected official and she assaulted uh, a Jewish journalist out of her own hatred for Jews and I think that she needs to pay. Uh, you know, pay a price for that. And that's why I'm suing her for $2 million. And I, I hope that it encourages more Jewish people to fight back against, uh, you know, the Palestinian hatred that, you know, is is so deep within uh, Rashida Tlaib. I mean, she hates this country. She hates Israel. She hates Jews. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be anything she doesn't hate besides uh, her own Palestinian people. Right. Um, going off of that, um, this is a little bit uh, less recent, but um, when, Rashida, when Rashida Tlaib was elected in office, or she was sworn in, she altered the map of, of the world to right. Palestine rather than Israel. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Well, look, she's a supremacist. She's an Islamic supremacist. That's why she took her oath on the Quran instead of the Constitution. And... I mean, I, I warned people, I warned people that they're, they're Israel haters, they're Jew haters. It is the uh, policy of the United States, the foreign policy of our, of our country to stand with Israel. Israel is regarded as one of our strongest allies. Um, and we recognize Israel's existence, unlike many of these countries um, and, and regions in, in the Middle East um, that, you know, they, they, they don't believe that Israel has a right to exist. And uh, unfortunately, Rashida Tlaib is a member of an ideology that that constantly calls for the eradication of Israel and the killing of Jews. And so, you know, she, at her very core, at her very uh, being, she has this uh, hatred and hostility uh, for our allies. And, you know, that's one of the main reasons why she's totally incompetent and unfit to be a representative in the United States Congress. What would you say to uh, critics um, or people on the, yeah, critics who say, well, people on the left say that uh, President Trump should be impeached because of accusations of racism. Um, so how would that make it different uh, with Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib? 
First of all, you know, I, I've never heard President Trump say anything racist. And let's get one thing straight. Islam and Muslim aren't a race. And so just because President Trump told Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar to go back to where they came from, there's, there's nothing racist. These are women who constantly talk about how much they hate America, how unjust this country is, yet they're living their best life here, right? I mean, if, if, if Ilhan Omar were to commit adultery like she has in Somalia, if Ilhan Omar... Uh, were to, uh, you know, marry, marry her brother, have uh, an affair, uh, you know, cheat on her husband and have sex with a non-Muslim man. Uh, the punishment for that in Somalia is being stoned to death. And so she's very lucky that she gets to live in the United States of America as opposed to Somalia, uh, which, you know, is her, her country of origin. She's a refugee. And you'd think that, uh, that somebody who fled a war-torn, uh, you know, terror- I mean, let's just admit the whole place is swarming with terrorists. Uh, it's a third world hellhole, okay? And the United States saved her from that. She should at least show some appreciation and some respect for our president. Going off of the conditions and the oppressive regimes in the Middle East, in Somalia, um, also in Iran, that they, they beat up women, they, they have all these oppressive policies against women, why do you believe that many progressives, many feminists don't point this out and they ignore it? Well, they're, they're hypocrites. They're hypocrites. I mean, how are you going to appoint somebody like Linda Sarsour and Zara Bilhu as the representative for the Women's March? Why are you making women in hijabs representatives for the Women's March? There are women in Iran, as you mentioned, who are being beaten and in the streets and jailed for refusing to wear the compulsory hijab, right? It is not... Um, it is not optional for majority of the Muslim women in the world who are forced to wear hijabs. And there's nothing, uh, you know, independent about wearing a hijab. All right. Um, I wanted to go back to the lawsuits you're filing and the processes with them. We interviewed your lawyer um, recently. So how are, how are your lawyers helping you and what are your next steps? Well, I have uh, several lawyers. I have Ron Coleman, who's representing me, and I believe you interviewed him. Uh, he is uh, representing me in my case against Twitter and CARE, and that's progressing. Of course, litigation is very slow. It takes a while for these lawsuits to progress, and it's a lot of back and forth between, uh, between the lawyers. Um, and, of course, my lawsuit against Facebook um, and Twitter and Google and Apple uh, those are going well as, uh, as, as well. I'm going to be giving an oral appeal with my attorney, Larry Klayman, in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals uh, once we receive uh, the court date. And Facebook recently filed a motion to have my lawsuit against them for defamation dismissed. And that received a lot of press all around the world, uh, you know, domestic and foreign press coverage, because they admitted that they're a publisher in responding to my lawsuit. And where can we find you where you're not already banned? So I'm on Parler at Laura Loomer. I'm also on Gab at Laura Loomer. But now that I'm running for Congress, you can go to lauralumerforcongress.com and subscribe for my email updates. You can donate to my campaign. Or if you would rather, uh, well, you can do both um, if you're a United States citizen. You can also go to lauralumer.us and you can subscribe uh, to my media company so you can get my daily newsletter as well. And you can find us at newrightnetwork.com and on our Twitter, New Right Network. We haven't been banned yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for being here.
Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great speaking to you. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com. <laughs>